0: welcome to queerly recommended the podcast where we recommend queer tv shows films books video games and more i'm tara scott and i review queer women's fiction at the lesbian review and smart bitches trashy books chris is out again this week so welcome back to my friend amanda thank you thanks for having me back so soon if anyone would like to support the show you can contribute to our coffee and we have a link in the show notes or you can visit ko-fi.com so, Amanda, last week, last episode, because I guess these drop every two weeks. <laughs> last episode, you talked about the anime series Yuri on Ice, and you got me intrigued. So I watched the whole thing this weekend. Yes! So that's
1: Coming it. Then. We are
0: doing a very special deep dive on Yuri on Ice. We are going to it's funny we were talking about whether this was going to be spoiler free or not and i think the answer is it's complicated <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> yeah i valid. like to think we're going to keep this as spoiler free as possible but there's some things i don't know different people have different definitions of spoilers so i guess if you're like super 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 spoiler sensitive and you were about to watch this and you just have to watch the show first Then I guess pause is only 12 episodes and they're only like 20 minutes an episode. So you can very easily watch the whole thing quickly. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Otherwise, it's been out for what, like five years? Six years. They just celebrated their six year anniversary. Six years. I think we can do spoilers. There's one aspect in particular that is quite the spoiler. And we will give a heads up before that in case you would like to listen on and just skip the big spoiler so like we said i am brand new to this show i finished watching it less than 24 hours ago and you are a super duper mega <laughs> fan who's watched it a whole bunch of times how many times do you think you've watched it i an embarrassingly amount of times we don't no, have no. to talk about we're it. only talking about that <laughs> <laughs> no i'm kidding So given that, I think you should be the one to tell everybody, uh, especially if they don't know yet, what is Yuri on Ice about?
2: Yuri on Ice is, at its most basic definition, like a sports competition anime,
0: specifically about
2: ice skating. And that is what it was always marketed as. And once you listen to the rest of what we have to say, I think I think we'll find that really interesting because it's so much more than just a figure well, skating anime.
0: Let's just say it's so gay. <laughs> like and that's what we're talking about <laughs> on here. And it's like I had seen people, uh, like I had seen Twitter connections talking about it before. And I don't know why I think it just I was I don't know. I think like you, I think you talked about this last time where it's like figure skating. Like for me, I feel like Mm -hmm. I kind of lost any emotional connection to figure skating when I hit high school because like I was very like the when Olympic when Winter Olympics would happen. I was always super interested in it. But for me, it was like the height of the Nancy Kerrigan time for me. Like I really admired Christy Yamaguchi because I am old. Uh, There was also Elizabeth Manley. I think that was her name. The Canadian figure skater. Elvis Stoico. Actually, there's a character in here who kind of reminded me of Elvis Stoiko, And that's that could be intentional, too, because
2: they drew mm-hmm. so much from real-life skaters. It was really interesting. Did you know that Kurt Browning ratified the first quad in competition no. in the world? Just a little FYI, Canadian skating history, though. Woo.
0: So I think, uh, yes, you're right. That is kind of the very most basic, but like I think the real pitch or the way that I would describe it is that Yuri is kind of one of the top Japanese figure skaters. He's super big time biffs it at this, which was it the Grand Prix? Yeah, it was the Grand Prix final. And he's humiliated. He shows up back at home. He's put on some weight. He doesn't know what he's going to do with his life. And then the figure skater who he admires most in the world, who is five years older than him, shows up and says, Hey, bro, I'm going to be your coach and just like moves <laughs> in and forces Yuri to like run around the block and get back in shape and get into competition. And it's sort of the what happens from there.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I guess if we're, if we're talking about tropes, this is like truly that like celebrity crush. Yes. Trope. Where Yuri has admired Victor his entire life. He's the reason why he started skating. He's the reason why he got, you know, his puppy dog. He's basically been driven by this celebrity his whole life. And then all of a sudden, the celebrity shows up on his doorstep. It's so cute. And so gay. It's so gay. Like, I I mentioned this last time I started watching the show because it was on the list, on every list of queer anime's top, Mm -hmm. you know, top show and so i was expecting it to be gay but for something that is also six years old now to be so explicitly queer was just really shocking to
0: me i don't know Mm -hmm. maybe i'm just
2: jaded but
0: (laughs) uh yeah i mean i get it but also it's been hard to get good queer visual content it is interesting, though, because some of the best stuff is happening in animation, because that's also where you get uh, Steven Universe, She-Ra, and whatever the rest of the title is for the, for the reboot, yeah. The Owl House. Like, there's some really excellent stuff. But the thing that I like about this is that, although it's animated, it's not for kids. It can be watched no. by kids. Like, I would be fine... Especially my oldest kid watching it because she's, you know, almost 11. I think that would be fine. But like, this is a show for adults. It's an animated mm-hmm. show yeah, for adults. Absolutely. Show, right? Yeah. Which was also unexpected because, again,
2: you think figure skating of me and you think it's going to be like some sort of cutesy, you know, for, for girl situation, which, you know, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Super articulate. I'm way more articulate this time than I was last time. <laughs> We
0: are all just doing our best. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Do you want to get into some of the characters? Sure. Okay, who is your favorite character? If you could pick one character.
2: And if I guess if they're outside of the main characters,
0: do you want to talk about the mains first? Let's talk about the mains first, because I haven't decided yet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Yuri Katsky mm-hmm.
2: is adorable. Yes, he is our lead. and. He's super insecure. Mm -hmm. He keeps calling himself a a dime-a-dozen skater, even though he made it to the Grand Prix Final. Yes. He still has this idea that he is just, you know, a piece of shit, essentially, and that
0: he sucks. And he has no no, um, confidence. and... And apparently... Very few. Well, I mean, that's the thing is, like, he thinks he has no friends. And then we see him at competitions and, like, his friends show up and they're like, hey, where are you? Let's hang out. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah.
2: And that's one of those things where it kind of leans into that unreliable narrator thing where he thinks he, like you said, has no friends. Mm -hmm. He's had them all along. You find out that this, his entire worldview has been shaped by himself. Like, somehow he has put all of this pressure on himself. And has decided that he's unworthy of love and that he has to do everything on his own. And his journey, his character arc through the show is learning how incorrect all of that is.
0: Yes. I also thought it was interesting that, so, I mean, he kind of, I wouldn't say that he's, like, in full self-acceptance mode by the end or anything like that. But he basically learns to love himself through Mm -hmm. choosing so when he has to choose a theme for the year that he's skating to and he chooses love as the theme and Mm -hmm. it was interesting that in doing that like it's kind of love is the backbone for the whole story for everything happening and so you see him start to love himself love victor love some of the other players even especially I actually think one of my favorite characters. I don't know if I can choose a very favorite character yet. I need to keep thinking about it. But one of them is one of his competitors, who he used to train with in Detroit, who is like the first figure skater of significance to come out of Thailand. And I just think that guy <laughs> is the cutest. <laughs> I he really really, is, really yeah. think he's so lovely. And that's he he was the first real indication. Now I'm questioning myself as soon as I say it. I'm going to finish the sentence and then I'll tell you why I was questioning it. Or maybe we'll say he was one of the first real indications that perhaps Yuri is better liked and and more well-loved than he Mm -hmm. even knew. But then the reason I questioned it is I was like, well, hang on, because when he goes back home and he goes to the arena and we see his friend who works at the arena, like they used to hang out and play together and they all care you know, she, she cared for him. And then it was so funny, because when he announced his theme, he's like, yes, and my theme is love. And it's because of Victor. And I finally know what love is, because he's the first person to show me. And his whole family watching it back home, basically doing (laughs) like, what the fuck, man? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, for sure. The expressions on their face was priceless. Well, do you? Okay, so that's Did you have more to say about Yuri, or do you want to talk about, because I was going to ask if you would like to talk about Victor.
2: Uh, Yeah, I could talk about Victor. He is also my favorite character, so Mm -hmm. that works out super well. Victor is a Russian figure skater, five-time world champion, basically the best figure skater in the world. Nobody can top him. He's been this way for a very long time you know, and you kind of see glimpse of him throughout the series in his junior years as well. Mm -hmm. And you're not entirely sure what his motivations are through a bunch of the show. But he has this really interesting, almost childlike, sort of naive youngness about him that you don't expect. Mm. Even though in like the, the clips of him in the beginning, you know, they're very official, and he looks very serious. And he's kind of Framed up as a playboy, essentially, like the world's mm-hmm. most eligible bachelor type person. And he's not at all like that image at all. Like, not even yeah. close. He's actually kind of silly. He's kind of chaotic. He's very, very tactile. Mm-hmm. He like blows like a whirlwind into Yuri's life, and his hands are always all over Yuri, and Yuri doesn't know what to do, because A, there's cultural things going on, you know, like you don't even see Yuri hug his mom in the beginning. He gets home from five years in Detroit, and he doesn't even hug his family. And -hmm. then all of a sudden, this, like, crazy Russian celebrity he's worshipped his whole life, just, like, shows up at his doorstep, completely naked, by the way. And, uh, yeah, not even joking. And uh, Oh my god, that um, was
0: one of those moments where I... I actually had to pause because I started laughing so hard. I was like, this is so fucking gay. Right? <laughs> like, oh, like the gayest possible. And again, this is like in the first episode. So again, I'm not, I, I'm i not super concerned from a spoiler standpoint. But like, yeah, Yuri gets home. Victor is in because his parents run a...
2: An onsen, which is basically kind of like a hot spring.
0: Yeah and Victor's in, and he just like he gets up and you see him get out of it and like we get to see his butt and we get to see like his torso down to like the v <coughs> leading down to his crotch and just like this is this is not even subtle <laughs> were you like what what is Amanda making me watch like no not at all I was like yeah all right I get why all the people I know love this show so
2: much <laughs> oh so I have a question for you. Did you watch the dub or the sub? I watched the sub. Good. Okay, good. So I am incredibly, like, pro dub and sub. You know, they manage two different things for different types of accessibility. And I think it's a silly argument. However, with this anime, the dub, the English voice acting for Victor is the possible worst I've ever heard oh, no. I'm gonna make the recommendation right here and now, yeah, that if you if you're able to watch the sub if you want to watch the show because one of the things they lose in the dub in my opinion is that kind of like I don't know, like Victor has a little bit of whimsy about him, and it's mm-hmm. in his voice too, but the English dub has like this really awkward, bad Russian deep <laughs> accent, and it's not it's not not a very accurate accent i think uh and it's very Mm -hmm. deep and it kind of changes it kind of changes him a little bit so oh no that's
0: so funny do you have anything to say about victor i thought he was great i quite liked him um the thing that i thought was funny is that there are a bunch of times that he would say, like "What do you need me to kiss you? What do you need and it would be like some sort of a kind of romantic or sexual or whatever, and just like the way he would throw it out there so casually, and then Yuri would just like melt down i <laughs> i just I loved it every time I thought that was so good. I also thought it was interesting to see how motivated he is by needing to surprise, like especially when it comes to his career. If he feels Mm -hmm. like he can't surprise people, then what's even the point? Mm -hmm. And I think I was drawn to that because it's not something that I've seen a lot of and really kind of connected with. And it's definitely not how I operate. And so it made me want to see more of him and see more of what he he had to offer and how he could take that. Like, how can he take that motivation to surprise people? and then apply that to hopefully help Yuri have some success as he kind of claws his way back up through the rankings.
2: Yeah. And with the two things you just mentioned, like you really get the sense that he places his entire value on what he can do for others. Mm -hmm. So it's what he can do for his audience, what he can do for Yuri. He's like, Yuri, who do you want me to be? Like he he didn't know he, he he showed up at Yuri's doorstep expecting one thing. is not getting the thing that he's expecting. So he's like, what do you, what is it that you want out of me? Mm-hmm. And so you get that sense throughout the series is that he's also discovering himself too.
0: Yes. So, okay. I need to watch the show again to be sure. But I'm, I might have a favorite character. Okay. If if he is my favorite, well, I'm not like I said, I'm not totally sure. I need to watch it again. So maybe one of my favorites is the safest way to say it right now. But I would say it might be the other Yuri. Okay. Yeah. For people that don't know, there's another, there's actually another character named Yuri. Is it Yuri Plaseski? Yeah. And he's a Russian skater, and he's moving up into the, he's 15, so he's just joining the ranks of the adults. And He was at the Grand Prix when our favorite Yuri biffed it. And he said some like super shitty things to him. And it's, you know, we're also seeing this kid try to prove himself on his first season out with the adults in the Grand Prix. And I thought the character work for him in particular was really interesting, too,
1: Mm -hmm. because
0: he seems like kind of. A shitty, entitled, rude, little Russian twerp. (laughs) But we see, like, he works hard and he really applies himself to his craft. But he doesn't have a lot of emotional regulation, which makes sense because he's 15 and he's still, (laughs) he's not an adult yet. And I really liked seeing what happened between the two Yuris because there's this like, yes, they're competitors. Are they friends? Are they antagonists? Like what's happening there? And I thought it added a really interesting layer of complexity because that Yuri also clearly wants some kind of a relationship with Victor, although it's likely more of the like mentor coaching, like that type. It's not Thankfully, mm-hmm. a romantic thing, because I'm not down to watch romance between 15-year-olds and 28-year-olds. <laughs> Th- thankfully. Yeah. But, like, he does want that validation. And so I think especially in those final episodes, that's where, like, for me, it really clicked with him. And I really started to go, like, oh, there's something good there. Mm-hmm. Like, he gives a gift to Main Uri, that's
2: really lovely. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's uh, it's, he, he
2: finds out that it's Yuri's birthday. And, yeah. And gives him this, this thing, which you'll have to watch, I guess, to figure out what that is. But,
0: but it's so, we all know thoughtful. you're going to, you're all going to yeah. watch it. So You have to, you have to. Yeah. And then, yeah, we see a bunch of other, so there's like some coaches in the world. There's, uh, we see a lot of the other contestants that the Yuris go up against. I think one of my favorites, because he's an asshole, actually, and I thought it was hilarious, is uh there's this character, JJ, oh I forget his last name. It was like Jean-Jacques Leroy. Jean-Jacques Leroy, yeah, JJ Leroy. And he's like, uh oh, JJ, stuff. Like he's just <laughs> such a showboating asshole. And as a Canadian, I found that yes. so hilarious and heartwarming because we have this reputation worldwide for like Canadians are so nice, and then you see mm-hmm. JJ, and he's just a straight up dickhead all day, every day. Absolutely, I was so happy. I could not
2: stop talking about this character. He's arguably like one of the main. Well, so in my opinion, the the entire the, the antagonist of the entire show is themselves. So Yuri's yes. antagonist is himself, Yuri Plisetsky it's himself, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So JJ is kind of the closest thing we get to a villain, and he's fucking Canadian, and it, I've never been happier. Like, every, like, a lot of fans really hated him. He's a total dick. But like you said, like, especially within American media, we're portrayed as naive or just plain dumb or incredibly French which Mm -hmm. i mean he was still french and that's okay a a lot of us are a little bit french i'm half french i think you're half
0: french like oh i'm all i'm you're all french french canadian because i have no language left but oh yeah no like i'm all french canadian and i can confirm uh, there are some assholes (laughs) that are french canadian (laughs) there definitely
2: are so yeah i was like i've never been happier and not only is he just kind of a dick but he's He's a full-fledged character. Like, he also mm-hmm. has his own arc. He has growth. He has depth. And I've just never seen that in media. Like, that's...
0: We don't see yeah. a lot of queer stuff. But give us some real Canadians, goddammit.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's not all Letterkenny, you know. <laughs> Although it's some um, Letterkenny. Some of it so, is. Yeah. But not all of it. Yeah, I liked him. I saw... Thought... It was just this like stroke of brilliance. And again, I did wonder as we were watching it, because although JJ's physicality is very different from Elvis Stoico's, although I don't remember, I haven't looked at photos of him in forever and ever. So I'm going to just look it up right now. Well, and one
2: of the other funny things I found about JJ, while you're looking that up, is that he had those super intense hockey parents that we're super familiar with like sports parents in Canada, particularly ice hockey, but in potentially also ice skating. Yeah. You know, they they portrayed him with those parents. And I'm like, is that the thing that other countries are aware of that were just so obvious like that? Oh, yeah, I can see it. It's, he does kind of look like JJ, hey?
0: Yeah. So the thing that's funny is as I was thinking about it, and I don't know why, I really thought Elvis Stoico was quite muscular that's kind of how I always pictured him but we're just like scrolling through some photos right now and no he's fairly wiry like most other (laughs) figure skaters he's got like his thighs are sometimes fairly thick as would make sense like given the types of because he was I mean I did not go back and do any research on Elvis Stoico and I'm feeling (laughs) fine about that but like I remember him being like super, super famous and very talented and going quite far. But yeah, I could see him being a model. Like, if they would have given JJ curly hair, I would have Mm -hmm. just been like, yep, done and dusted, case closed. That's exactly who that is, (laughs) no question. And yeah, I did like that JJ's parents traveled with him and that they were super supportive and they were really like, he might be a dick, but his parents seemed great. Well,
2: they kind of came around in the end. They were very like, well Mm -hmm. avoiding spoilers but they they do have that vibe of being like intense like you got to do well Mm -hmm. sort of situation which i found really funny because you know there's a lot of it's big in our culture especially in our small towns for yes for that to be a thing so
0: yes all right so what about the storytelling did you especially love
2: I mean, I kind of touched on it a little bit. I feel like this is one of the best versions of Unreliable Narrator that I've seen visually mm-hmm. in a very long time. Uh, one of my favorite things in media is when I can get to that, like, twist that recontextualizes everything. And I have to start at the beginning and watch it all over again because it changes everything. And this is one mm-hmm. of those shows that does that so well. Hmm. Uh, And it just, it makes it super rewatchable.
0: Okay, which now I have to ask. Have you read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo yet? By Taylor Jones. I have not.
2: I've heard of it from yourself. And it's funny because since last week, you should know, Tanya, my girlfriend, has been listening to all of your podcasts oh my god that's so sweet yeah she 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 like gives me a little summary at the end of the day of which one she's listened to and she also like was reading that book kind of around the same time that you had reviewed it Mm -hmm. so she was really excited to dive into that one but
0: well all i'm saying is that if you like unreliable narrators then you will love that Um, book okay okay add it to the list (laughs) um what else because i know there's a few things that you especially loved about the storytelling
2: yeah well we can't actually talk about the plot twist but i love it i freaking love it if anybody wants to come at me and talk about it i'm around you can get my info from tara and talk about it for (laughs) a year i guess that's not like carte blanche, like permission but you know if if you're trustworthy and tara likes you you can have my information they do it's just a really good. It's such a tight, tight show. They tell so much story in 12, 20 minute episodes. There's no wasted space. They have to fit so much in that, um, there's a couple of times where they have to go over the end credits with story because they just didn't have the time. And there's, it's, it's tight. And there's also a little bit of like that really satisfying cyclical format to it that I really, really love. And I'm not, it's one of those things that you maybe have to watch the show a couple of times. I've only seen it once. I don't know why I'm talking about this. But the show starts with Victor performing this number. um, It's called Stay Close to Me. It's like, I think it's Italian. Uh, And this is his skate that he's performing in the first episode. And a skate that Yuri has memorized. And you see them skating separately alongside each other to this number. And the, the catalyst to them meeting happens to be this, this song and this program that Victor has built. Uh, and then they do it again in the very end after they get together. So I didn't realize that that was what that was. Yeah. So not only do they do it together as a pair skate in the very last scene of the show, the second last scene of the show, they actually go from it being a, like a single singer in the first episode and it's a duet between two singers mm-hmm. in the last so it's got this kind of just like lovely narrative arc with a perfect ending and yeah that's a lot of fun
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's funny i'm trying to think what i liked about the storytelling and i'm so inclined to just be lazy and say everything <laughs> <laughs> i think too i think you're right like it's probably easier to talk about that aspect once you've watched it a couple of times because mm-hmm. I've only watched it the one time and I only just finished watching it yesterday. I feel like I'm still processing it. Yeah. And like, even we're not going to get into the the plot twist, but you were, you were saying I love the plot twist. And then there was me saying what plot twist. <laughs> Which blows my mind, because when we're talking about this, I'm like, this, that is what I loved about the show
2: so much, among lots of other things. But that was the thing that stands out to me the yeah. most is just how this moment uh, at the end of, I think, episode 10, recontextualizes the whole series. You're almost at the end and you get this new bit of information and you're like, holy shit, it changes everything. Apparently only to some of us, but you know.
0: Yeah, I think I didn't notice it because it was in a scene that involved pole dancing, and I was like, what? (laughs) I mean, really? All right, this is a little uh, little (laughs) spicier than I expected.
2: (laughs) Uh, There are several moments that do end up being a lot spicier than you expect to see in, like non-r-rated anime so
0: yeah like victor's butt like his whole butt as he got out of the hot Got
2: a very nice ass it's he true. Does. good for mm-hmm.
0: him you know that's really <laughs> okay so other than all the gay stuff which i think we're in agreement unless you actually want to talk more about the gay stuff um what did you especially love yeah, I mean, we could talk about
2: the gay stuff all day because it's <laughs> Cause we're text on a show called subtext. Queerly
0: Recommended. True. I guess that, yeah, I guess that works too. Um, but also, yes, that's, I mean, that was the thing because you and I were texting as I was watching it and I was like, this is so gay. And you're like, I <laughs> know. And explicitly so is not even hinting at it. So, yeah, I mean, the fact that because they could have gone kind of similar to the untamed or frankly xena where it's like we're gonna have all this subtext and you're all gonna Mm -hmm. be able to figure it out or like like they could have they could have gone like super queer baby with it but they didn't
1: Mm
2: -hmm. like it's no they didn't
0: for real on screen yeah and it's
2: it's very warm like one of the things that you never see There's some tension between Yuri and Victor, but they never get put against each other. Like, they're never, you know, in that kind of uh, typical, like, romantic, like, cliche sort of, you know, especially with with modern day, like. You mean, like, the
0: breakup, like the, well, there has to be a breakup so they
2: can make up. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So any any sort of involvement that they have with each other, they grow together and apart. Mm-hmm. Like, they grow as individuals and together. Um, and I think that is very, very warm and awesome. Yeah. Um. And then there's also some really neat gender things, I think, that you can pick out of the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They talk about how when Victor's younger, he was going for an androgynous look. Uh, in one of his programs. And when you see clips of Victor when he's younger, he's a long haired boy. Uh, and he's very wispy and very beautiful and, and stuff like that. And
0: it's very gender fucky.
2: Yeah. No, I, it's, it's fantastic. And when Yuri is trying to find his own sexuality in this program he has to do, he also is having these gender, you know, gender, like atypical gender. Situation where he's he's struggling because he feels like he's supposed to be masculine, and then he realizes, well, I don't want to be masculine. I want to be more feminine with this program, Mm -hmm. and that's where he kind of finds his confidence in that. And one of the really cool things, and I did not find this by myself. I don't think I don't have this quick of an eye, but online somebody had screenshotted the moment, one of the moments where he's trying to figure out his eros, his his sexuality. He's standing on a table in the like, at at the hockey rink, talking to one of his friends. And he's, you know, talking through his program and his friend is kind of like cheering him on and stuff. And in the background, you actually see the women's bathroom on the one side and the men's bathroom on the other side. And they have him positioned and meet like directly in between. Interesting. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Like one of the things with anime that's really, really neat is that everything is intentional every mm-hmm. single millisecond is somebody put that for a reason whereas you know you can try to control film to that extent but
0: it's not quite the same so yes see you replace that oh sorry go ahead i was just gonna say i'm gonna have to go back and watch this again because that's the stuff that like first time watching it through like you don't necessarily catch all of that for sure yeah what were you yeah. about to say Yuri? about Yuri Plasadsky?
2: Yeah, he comes off as super androgynous as yes. well. His character design was actually based on a, a female skater, like a Russian female skater intentionally. Mm. So I thought that was
1: pretty cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's probably, of all the skaters that we're getting to see perform in the present timeline, he's probably the most androgynous.
1: Hmm. yeah
2: and throws off some like
0: trans vibes sometimes too which is very cool i don't know that i would have picked up on that so i think i would have to go back and see it again but i did think that it was interesting at one point because um with all the skaters as they're performing we have them like they're doing some narrating so we kind of get their inner their their inner monologue and there's a point at which Yuri Plisetsky said something really interesting around just this, like, awareness that his body still has yet to go through more changes because he's so young and how he needs to take advantage of of this while he can before his body does kind of become more masculine. Mm-hmm. Wait, was that what you yeah. meant? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm also
2: kind of tainted with, like, reading about this show nonstop for a year but that's oh, yeah. yeah definitely one of those one of those things where where people kind of feel like you know he did have some some trans vibes to him but i think it, it, that's definitely subtext that's not
0: text and i yes. felt like
2: it added a really interesting
0: layer to it mm-hmm. so one of the things that i know we both also loved about this and it's kind of similar to why i love the book the music in the mirror by lola Keeley in a slightly different way, which will make more sense in a minute, is that this really is a love letter to figure skating too. Mm -hmm. And the reason it makes me think of that book is because that book is also a love letter to ballet. And as much as those characters have passion for each other, they also both have this mutual passion for ballet that makes the passion between themselves kind of like all the better and the deeper and the more Uh interesting And Mm -hmm. I think there's something kind of, I wouldn't say that what's between them is like super passionate on screen or anything like that. But I do think that you can see how their love for the sport and for excellence and for growth is also inherently like it is, it, it has to be a part of their, it's not just like a, okay, that's work. And then that's it. Like, it's a part of their lives and it's a part of their relationship too.
1: Mm -hmm. No, for
2: sure. It's what brought them together. Mm -hmm. Really. And you know, they love each other, but they have this love for the sport that is a different kind of love. So you talked earlier about how he has all these different kinds of love that he Mm -hmm. gets to explore and grow from. And this is also one of those for sure. Yeah. And one of the fun things it does is it teaches you about figure skating throughout the show. Like, I learned so much about just figure skating very intentionally through the show. I mean, I it wasn't intentional on my part. The show intentionally teaches you about figure skating. You learn about the grad pre-series. You learn about how points are calculated. You learn about, like, the difference, you know, um, different types of jumps and different mm-hmm. moves and stuff on the ice. Like, you can really, really tell how much love goes into the show. Yes. It picks out real, real locations. So it, it talks about the Grand Prix series. So it talks about Skate Canada, Skate America. It talks about all of the, all of these different events that culminate to the Grand Prix final, finale, final. Mm hmm. And they actually went scouting on location physically and took, you know, pictures and stuff. So they went to Barcelona. They went to Beijing. They went to all these places. And you can tell that the people who create the show love figure skating. And you totally get that when you watch it.
0: It's a super tiny detail, but something that I really appreciated, like just showing the level of attention to detail that they have is when we see JJ in his, he has his like government of Canada jacket or sorry, he has like this red training jacket. It's just like a little zip up sports jacket, but the font for Canada across the back is exactly correct. It's the same font Mm -hmm. that the government of Canada uses. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was this like really nice touch that, was a way of saying, like we're not fucking around with this, like mm-hmm. we have thought of everything. we take this very seriously. The show, I think, was sponsored by masuno,
2: um and they have like accurate like uh jerseys and jackets and stuff for for your catski as well, so that's that's pretty cool, yeah, they were very
0: intense about it, good for them, all right, as much as we love most of it, there mm-hmm. were a few elements. That were not our favorites. Yes. So I think the the first one that surprised me is there's like a fair bit of fat phobia because when Yuri goes home, he's put on some weight and, mm-hmm. you know, his family has things to say about it. When Victor shows up and Yuri Plosetsky shows up, like they call him a fat pig. And then actually mm-hmm. other Yuri just keeps calling him a pig all the way through. And I'm like, wow, rude. Yeah. What the fuck? Well, <laughs> like... I am not excusing
2: the fatphobia at all. But one of the things that's lost in translation a little bit is Yuri's last name is Katsky, and he's called Katsudon by everybody, which is the pork cutlet bowl that they reference. And for some reason, they which is which is Yuri's favorite food. For some reason, they decided to translate it as pork cutlet bowl, even though if you in Canada were going to eat Japanese, you would order Katsudon, So. Mm-hmm. Uh, that kind of amused me but no it, it's it's super like the first i like two episodes has mm-hmm. a lot of fat phobia so definitely a content warning there mm-hmm. they kind of stop it i guess i Ish. forget about it by the time i get to like the third episode
0: yeah i mean it's like once he loses the weight after he's been doing all the training it calms down it's just yuri P or actually we should be calling him yurio because that's what everybody else calls him everybody calls the little russian teenage yuri they call him yurio um so (laughs) yurio keeps calling yuri pig kind of throughout Mm -hmm. like he never sort of even when he likes him he keeps calling him that so it turns from like rude nickname to affectionate i guess Mm -hmm. something else i didn't love and kind of texted you about was like what is happening here is it italian yeah i think so so the italian skater Mickey and his sister, she is also a figure skater. They are twins, if I caught that correctly. I believe they are. So they're both competitive figure skaters. And he's so protective of her to the point that it seems like he wants to bang her. Yeah. And it's creepy.
2: Yeah, it seems very – so I don't understand what this adds to the story. I guess maybe now that we've been talking about it, it's another kind of love. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, but illegal in many places. (laughs) It seems very unnecessary. Like, I can't figure out, besides that, potentially, Mm -hmm. what the point of that situation was. Uh, because it's it's very, it's intentionally creepy. It's not just, again, I don't think that was subtext. I think it's definitely weird on purpose. One of the songs that he is skating to while he's thinking of his sister is a love song.
0: Yeah. And she hates it, thankfully. To her credit. I just love when she's like, my dude, we need to cut the cord here. This is not, yeah. this is not working for me. Yeah, he was super creepy. And there was a part of me that was like, oh, no, there's going to be fanfic about them. I did not <laughs> check because I don't want to know <laughs> for no, sure. No, you know what? I have no idea and I also don't need to find that out. But like also Rule 34, right? Like it has to exist. Yes. Yes. They.
2: I mean, yes. There are uh, a bunch of unfortunate ships among the main characters that are definitely prevalent in the fandom. So. Oh,
0: No. Not, no, no, Urio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no, yeah. gross. He's a child. Leave him alone. Exactly. My thoughts, exactly. Gross. Okay. And there's one last thing which I would say bothered you more than it bothered me. I mostly was like, huh, that's stupid, but okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess author might be a, a, a hard word but like i'm not as big of a fan as, of Kristoff as everybody else is like he's pretty big in the fandom and he has some like super likable sides to him but like his whole like situation on the ice is just yeah. not fun for me i didn't love it i didn't love it
0: he's just he's a he's a swedish skater and swiss Swiss. Yeah, that's details. <laughs> He's, a Swiss. He's a Swiss skater. And so it was interesting because love is sort of a theme that runs for a few of them. And so like for Yuri, it is about that Eros love. So that like romantic love. For Yurio, it's the agape love. So that more like familial type of love. And then there's Kristoff. <laughs> who is sort of well you know what i actually think you we could say that the creepy brother is also going off of that familial love and the <laughs> romantic love <Yeah. laughs> um, no. but then Christoph is very like all of his skating is very <laughs> sexual and in a way that like mm-hmm. i don't know it made me laugh because it was so <laughs> over the top and like you even know that they know because of the mm-hmm. way like it focuses, the camera focuses on Kristoff's butt more <laughs> yes. than it ever does on any of the other skaters' butts, but yeah, I can I can see why he doesn't do it for you. I saw him as like the non predator version. Of the bad guy in Fire Island. Did you see Fire Island? No, I still haven't seen it. Oh my goodness. Why are you talking to me? You should be watching Fire Island right now. It's so good. Has Tanya seen it? I don't think so. I remember you talking about it
2: on the podcast. See, here's the thing I feel Mm -hmm. like every single time I listen to the podcast, I make a list of things I need to watch Mm -hmm. and then I don't because I'm too busy reading Uriana's fan fiction. No, I'm kidding.
0: I'm okay,
1: kidding.
0: okay, okay. I am going to say, although I stand by every recommendation I've ever made on the show, if nothing else, you should read the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, and you should watch Fire Island. Okay, and then the I don't know the rest we could see, but like Fire Island's only like an hour and a half, maybe two hours. Yeah, it's so good. Margaret okay. Cho plays this house mother to these like five gay boys. So, yes, if nothing else. Fire Island. Watch that. I mean, I watched all 12 episodes of this. Oh, so you're, like, blackmailing me now. No, I am saying. And what a gift it was. Imagine the gift (laughs) Fire Island would be for you. Okay, just for you, Tara. Yeah, I'll definitely watch
2: this movie, yes.
0: Okay, do you know... If there will be a sequel, because I feel like the way it ended, it hinted that there is more to come.
2: Yes. So as far as I understand, they've never officially announced a next season. I think like the words they use is like see you next season or something. See you next.
1: So they yeah, suggest that it there meant, is like, the be next one.
0: Well, yeah, the way they said it was almost like see you next, like competitive season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So big oh, question mark there. Um, it's never, as far as I know, been
2: officially announced, but everybody's kind of expecting it. However, there is officially going to be a prequel film. They've been talking about it for years. It was supposed to be out years ago. Um, they have a little teaser out about it that you can take a look at now. Hmm. There's not much to it, but there is a little teaser. It's, uh, you really only see, um, Like a long haired Victor from when he's younger. Um, So I'm really excited about it. Uh, But it, you know, uh, it was delayed as far as I could tell. And then the pandemic happened and they do give little sort of like the carrot in front of the nose announcements promising we're still working on it. We're still working on it. But we really, you know, we're still waiting for that.
1: But
2: I know, I know. And the other thing is, is they still create. So every year, on Yuri katsky's birthday they they celebrate like Mizuno
0: will put out like merch
2: to celebrate Yuri's birthday.
0: I bet they do
2: <laughs> yeah, right? we're gonna like, print some money <laughs> for sure,
0: for sure, and they
2: still release official artwork every so often, so this mm. past Olympics season, they released three separate images of Yuri Katsky at the Olympics. With Victor in in his little mask because of COVID, actually, like in the the you know the updated Japan like jackets and stuff with their rings. By the way, what? So the third okay. image, yes. Yeah. So the third image, they accidentally released it and forgot to draw the rings on. They took it down immediately and re-released it with the rings.
0: Yeah, you have to. Which I thought was pretty cool. So yeah. Well, I hope they do a sequel. Okay, I did not prep you for this question because I only just thought of it now. But (laughs) are there any fanfics in particular that you would recommend people check out if they want more of Yuri and Victor in their lives?
2: There is a significant fandom and a Discord that I pay no attention to. I just know it exists. I cannot think of any at the top of my head.
0: But I can definitely recommend some if you want me to. Yeah, if you want to send a few to me, I can throw the links in the show notes. I was kind of kidding when I said that I spent all my time reading Mm -hmm. Miriam and Ice Pad Fiction.
2: But I do have a few that I've read that I really like. And one of them is this. It's kind of a retelling of them meeting. And instead of them meeting when they do in the show, they Mm -hmm. meet on the airplane afterward. And, uh, they sit beside each other and Victor is his, like, very tactile, like, adorable self. Yuri is freaking out in his head the entire time because it's his, his mm-hmm. everything. Like, the, the person who he admires most in the world, he thinks he's never met, et cetera, et cetera, mm-hmm. is sitting beside him. And just that kind of journey of, like, how they tend to get together again but just on an airplane cute and within a certain period
0: of time and yeah it's pretty cute i don't know there's something specific about that one that i think is a lot of fun but okay well please send the link okay we'll put it in the show notes and i'm gonna read it okay Okay. that sounds good all right any final thoughts or final things you want to say about urianes something else that's just really wonderful about it is
2: how warm it is so you yes. don't see, like everybody's a competitor, but you don't see them hating on each other. You see them cheering each other on. You see, you know, from the sidelines, everybody's like sad when they do, when they don't do as well. And you see them cheering each other on when they are doing well. And like we said in the beginning, you know, the only antagonist is yourself. Everybody else, at least in the show, I don't think that the real figure skating world probably isn't as, as uh, warm and accepting as this is that it, it's warm and it's kind and um, the creator also is very intentionally kept homophobia out of it so like it's a it's a world it's a universe where it's you know just everyday everyday life to be gay and figure skating which is from what i understand not the case
0: yeah you're right you know it's funny it's um a lot like Shit's creek in that regard like there is no homophobia in Shit's creek and actually just like Shit's creek it does have a lot of heart to it like Mm -hmm. i think that's i think that's the thing that makes it so easy to fall in love with Mm -hmm. because kind of by the end everybody wins yeah almost almost everybody like even if you don't win a medal you you won something you won some kind of like deeper insight into yourself you got to progress you know or they got to progress farther than they had before or like there was just something but like yeah every everybody wins and the viewer wins because it's so freaking cute Mm
1: -hmm.
0: no it's so
2: true Mm -hmm. yeah i I love the comparison
0: yeah they're not the same but they're the same but they're not the same that is all for this episode. Thank you so much, Amanda, for joining me again and for Mm. recommending it. It was so fun.
2: Thank you so much for having me and letting me talk your ear off in an incredibly embarrassing manner because I'm a big fangirl about it and you let me do it. So thank you. Thanks for humoring me.
0: I mean, this is not a show where anyone ever has any chill about anything. So you did great. (laughs) It was perfect. Awesome. Uh, For people listening, if you enjoyed the show, please make sure that you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll get notified whenever we release an episode. If you have a friend who you think would like Queerly Recommended and needs a little more queer media in their life, please tell them about it i hear amanda's girlfriend thinks (laughs) this show is great (laughs) or if you would like to connect with us on your favorite social media sites just search for queerly recommended on instagram twitter or facebook or email us at podcast at goodbye everyone